0: Why do we do it? Why do we watch horror films and read horror novels and play horror video games? Stick around. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for, uh, what's the word? Shit, I've already fucked up.
1: What's the, what, what? Thank you for shitting. Thank you for coming back and shitting. Gotta clean the pipes every day.
0: Thanks for your patience while we took a little break trying to figure out some scheduling stuff. We're missing our partner in crime, Dustin, this episode, but he's probably better off because we're doing the beautiful, fantastical 80s movie, Howard the Duck.
1: That's true. 1986. This movie is a lot of people hold this movie in regard as being, oh, this is the worst movie ever made. Dude, that's not true. I've seen the worst movie ever made. It's called Things. And that movie, I wish I had that time back from my life. (laughs) And, but, but so that would have to say, like, that's the worst movie ever made. But this is pretty fantastic. And it holds a big place in my heart, especially like if you were growing up in the mid to mid nineties and you were home alone a lot. Cause this came on cable at least three times a day.
0: Yeah. It, I remember seeing this a lot. I watched it constantly. I forgot how much I loved this movie until Mm -hmm. I just watched it last night. Um, and I remember like obsessively watching this and being obsessed with everything about it. It was just, there's so much in it. That's so cool to me. Like everything a kid would love. And probably shouldn't see at some points, but it was, oh my God. It was a blast from the past. I had a good time.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, like when you're, when I was a kid and you're watching this, I mean, I was a a preteen or a just becoming a teen. Well, just becoming a teen, but you're watching this and you don't really think anything of it because it's this time period. And we didn't, and this is, a, this is a Marvel movie. P.S. This is one some of Marvel's first. Some consider this first.
0: the first Marvel movie
1: exactly <laughs> like don't it's it wasn't it wasn't due to blade or anything like that like this was it this was the the catalyst for the infinity saga
0: <laughs> like, This yeah.
1: was it. i um, mean this
0: was before those terrible captain america and uh fantastic four movies that came out man, and uh, that,
1: that was a that was that was a bad movie that was yeah, real bad it,
0: but the only other thing before this one was that captain american cereal um that they had not not like the food but like a series and but that wasn't even marvel back then that was uh was it timeless comics before yeah, they changed their name
1: it was basically how a very like action oriented like a quinn martin production like and he had like a see-through shield and it was just not very good yeah and he had actual wings coming off of his helmet that looked too big and you're like like can't. Thor. But it was like comically. I was like, "You can't fight crime like that. You can't even get into a car like that. You can't even. You you just shouldn't." They didn't even have cars back when they made that shit. No, they didn't. All they had was invisible (laughs) shields, and they had invisible shields, and they had justice. That's all they they had. had
0: horse and buggies that's it
1: yeah exactly is directed by willard huck is that how you say his name i was saying uh, oh yeah the only reason oh, why i say it that oh yeah. way is because
0: i watched the behind the scenes Oh, okay well you did a little it's bit spelled h-u-y-c-k or something like that yeah it's
1: a lot it looks like it's it, it looks like the sound you would make when you're throwing up and also hiccuping like Hu-ah! yeah yeah produced
0: by george lucas and i say that quickly because you go back to the director and he was a screenwriter on the star wars movies with lucas yeah, so. yeah.
1: also yeah he also wrote uh temple of doom and american graffiti yep so he was in on the a fir- roll and the first name that pops up when this movie comes on is george lucas so yep,
0: it is that's and the it, hook
1: that's the, the as I q
0: i didn't know that I didn't, yeah i didn't either i didn't know who the fuck that was
1: Yeah, until today, I never put it together, or maybe I just didn't give a shit back then, or maybe I was just like, ah, I don't care, whatever. Do you know who the original director was going to be? I can't even
0: remember right now. John Landis. What? That would have been rad as fuck. That would
1: have been rad. That would have been a lot of, um, you know, Depeche Mode and Wang Chung (laughs) playing while, you know. Well, you think about it. He did Animal House, right? Yeah. That and then true. he
0: did American Werewolf in London. And those movies, in a sense, are kind of a mashup of this. Like, that's kind of that dirty humor that you got from Animal House. And then you have, mm-hmm. like, the creature effects from uh, American Werewolf in London. And I think it would have been really good, actually. So, I don't know. I think that,
1: yeah, I think it could have pulled it off. I mean, maybe he was too busy at this time period dealing with murder charges. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was he doing? What movie did he do at this time?
0: Oh god, oh, I don't even was.
1: know. Eighty-six. John Landis was this before Twilight Zone? Because yeah. that's because that's when that awful awful thing happened.
0: Oh yes, John Landis skipped this movie to do Three Amigos with Steve, which Martin. is a
1: which is also a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So I get it. I, yeah, I get it. Twilight Zone had already happened. Oh okay.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah, he probably what well, he actually was dealing with. Uh, murder charges.
0: He has such a, uh interesting IMDb or film filmography because he does everything. You know, Animal House, Blues Brothers, horror movies, you know, fucking crazy. Um, three Amigos, Coming yeah, to America, it's cr- Innocent Blood. <laughs>
1: yeah, Jack of All Trades. He was actually in... Um- Wait, that was him in uh, the second Spider Man, uh, Spider Man, the, the second Spider Man Sam Raimi movie. He was like one of the uh, surgeons that got killed by Dr. Octopus in the room for like whatever reason. He was like a doctor and, and he got killed in it. Sam Raimi, man. Really fucking you know, weird, dude.
0: It is. So the cast, let's go over the cast real quick. Uh, I'm not familiar with the voice actor that did him.
1: I'm, I'm not either, but there's a couple of voice actors. It's the, the dude, this dude seems like Chip Zeehan. And then mm-hmm. the other person is, well, I don't know if it's the guy who played. Because he's got, okay, so there's like a voice. And yep. it's this one guy. And, for, and this is a weird side note. For some reason, up until yesterday, I always thought it was Sean Astin that did the voice for oh, okay.
0: it. I don't
1: know why. Maybe it's because he kind of looks like Sean Astin. Like, he's got those big blue eyes and the kind of the, the elongated face. No disrespect to Sean Astin. He's wonderful. <laughs> but I, for some reason in my mind, if you had asked me two days ago, get a gun to my head, said, who is it? I'd be like, it's Sean Astin. Please don't kill me. <laughs> and then I would have been promptly had Dead. my brains blown out because I'd yep. been wrong. But it's, it's this guy... And then he's got like a lot of body doubles, like people that actually played the body. One of them was this guy named Tim Rose, who was Admiral Akbar in, um, you know, *Return of the Jedi*. You know, duh. And but wow, oh, yeah. The, but the main dude that played his body, like, walked around in the suit, is this uh, dude, this uh, little person named Ed Gale. Now. Dude Ed has Gale been is, in
0: everything, man.
1: He was fucking
0: stationed in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yep. He was also Crazy he was in Spaceballs
1: uh-huh. as Dink.
0: Oh, he was in Phantasm. Yeah, he's done a lot of cool stuff, for sure. And um, so Ed Gale did awesome. And you, the star of the movie, um, well, there's many stars because everybody's awesome in this movie. But mm-hmm. you've got Beverly, played by the infamous Leah Thompson, coming off her Back to the Future. Uh, big, big stint. And I mean, we talked about her in our past, we We have. Uh, well, episodes it's... about the uh, con, and I I can't tell you how much... This is the movie that ma- gave me a crush on her.
1: Oh, dude. Like, Leah Thompson in this movie particularly, I mean, Back to the Future is, you know, fantastic. That comes without saying. But in this, she is a total fucking smoke show. She, she is, is, like, 80s. Like, she is full-on like Cindy Lauper, like Rock chick, you're like, this is like the quintessential, like when you're growing up in like this time period and you're a kid you're like, that'd be cool, man. This is rock and roll.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. She's she's awesome. And not to mention, and we'll get into this later, but the overt sexuality that's in this this film is really fucking strange.
1: Bizarre uh, sexuality. Yeah. Which you yeah, don't boy. notice. And then I started noticing it like this morning when I was watching it, I was like, man, that's a lot of weird shit. Like, I wonder how much of this kind of transferred into my mind when I was like at a, a, you know, an absorbing of my mind age. And I was like, huh, that's fine. And maybe, you know, you start blaming things. You're like, that's what's wrong with me. That's what's wrong <laughs> with me. Because you think a duck can fuck a woman, yep. a, lady, a, a person, woman, yep. <laughs> sexy ass duck. Yeah. Mm. It can happen.
0: Uh, then we have, this was a surprise to me going back. I totally forgot this person was in this movie tim robbins is in this film
1: i i forgot it was he was in this movie too and he is real good he is fucking running around chewing up scenery acting like he is fucking lit out of his mind on fucking blow and he's just like you know this fucking rad good tim good young tim robbins i love him then
0: the controversial Uh, person which i adored this man when i was a kid and as most people did. He was he's just such a good character actor and Deadwood and all the shit he's done. Jeffrey Jones, you know, the principal. Mr. Rooney. Mr. Mr. Rooney. Rooney himself. Oh yeah. I forgot. Was... Holly Robinson Pete is in this film too. She's one of the backup uh or not backup, she's one of the band members. And who is Holly Robinson Pete? Holly Robinson Pete was in shit like um. God, what was it? Twenty One Jump Street.
1: I was going to say, I just saw that. I think she was. Yeah, she was in uh, Twenty One Jump well, she, Street.
0: Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something else that was not true,
1: probably. But I thought she was in Head of the Class. Let's just record at least twenty minutes of us saying things that aren't true. Yeah, <laughs> and then you just kind of forget what it was, and you take out some of it and leave a lot of it in, and see who says something. Not Head well, of the Class. Ha- hanging with Mr. Cooper. Hanging with Mr. Co- Welcome back, Cotter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So, yeah. So that that's the cast pretty much. Yeah, there's a, there's other people in there. But. There's like there, there's like a
1: couple big names, big names now, but or you know, big big names, up and coming stars then, but then this kind of you know launched them off. And you wonder if they think that that sucks because a lot of people don't look back on certain things they did when they were nobodies, quote unquote, and they don't they don't talk like to talk about it, you know, a la like Johnny Depp when he never talks about Nightmare on Elm Street. Ever. That dude doesn't ever talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. He's always like, I was in in 21 Jump Street. Like, yeah, but remember, like, one of the most iconic scenes in horror history? He's like, I don't really want to talk. Like, it's like, stupid. And he was in, like, two of them. Yeah. Well, he was in a commercial in, like, uh, Freddy's Dead. It's like Jamie Lee Curtis. She's like, I hate these movies. Uh, Never mind. I'm I'm trolling off on a whole tangent. I'm going to start going off on a tangent. I don't want to hates (laughs) those movies. How does she hate those movies? She always talks about how much she hates you know, be talking about those movies and, like, doing she these movies, and she doesn't, I'm like, you're in, like, I was like, you're in, like, every one, it's a paycheck thing. It's a paycheck thing. She was That's why she never did conventions, because she doesn't want to talk about them. She would rather talk about, you know, uh, I don't know, animal rights and, you know, shit yogurt, and then, like, when it's like, well, hey, what was <laughs> it like being in, yeah, it's like, hey, what was it like being in prom night? I would rather not like to talk about that. I would like to talk about my humanitarian efforts. It's like, you can't lend your talent to at least 45% of the genre and then be like, I don't want to do that. Well, then stop doing it. Sorry. never mind. Anyway. So let's, let's, let's chat about the special
0: effects. Cause we were on the cast and Ed Gale did such a good job. And Howard himself in this movie to me still looks really fucking good. Do you know you're
1: not wrong? Like, and this was what at this time, animatronic effects were, were amazing. I mean, you just got done with like, you know, Return of the Jedi, things like that. And you had a lot of cool sci-fi shit. Like, this era was, like, peak sci-fi, cool, like, Stan Winston. Everything is looking amazing era.
0: No CGI, except no CGI. for, like, electricity shooting out of fingertips is, well, that's lighting kind of stuff. But Yeah, we had, like, the master,
1: like I like to call it the Masters of the Universe yeah. um, CGI, which is it's great. Looks very, like, like it's from a Wasp video, which I'm here for all day long. Yeah. But, this is the era where everything was animatronic. There was a puppeteer underneath it with, like, cables. There was, like, you know, thousands of cables running these things and at least five men having to. It's like the animatronics on Chucky. You know, you had, like, five people working the legs and working the arms, but you couldn't see it. This is one of the first uh, animatronic dummies, or, like, the head, rather, because it was on a person, that was radio-controlled. That didn't have to have wires.
0: Right. His eyes and his mouth move. Now, there were some problems <laughs> with that because actually Robin Williams was the original voice for this.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I was reading and he got so frustrated trying to sync up with the mouth movements of the uh, the beak. Yeah. That the he was just off. like, fuck this shit. And so and in the movie, you can see it. It doesn't articulate words very well, but.
1: It just That's kind of opens and thing. closes. It's like a puppet. It's like pop, 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 pop. But it's it's really emotive for this time period. Like its eyes, its eyebrows move. His 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 eyes squint and move around. And the eye, I mean, it looks really good. The eyeballs look super good. The f- yeah. the
0: the fact that they had this and he, you see him free walking all the time. It's not like the Jim Henson puppet um, kind of shots. It's him walking around with his face moving and shit. And it looks great. It does. It looks proportionate like, to the body, Mm. even though I kind of, I'm, like, very confused because it looks so good how that person is in there is crazy looking. That he, like, even when he's on the the, the plane at the end and shit, maybe that's all animatronic, though. Yeah. Okay. It is, and,
1: yeah, it's because it's it's a whole mask and then the whole animatronic plate is kind of over the face and that's how it works but still like that shit's got to be heavy this is the age of where like shit's like really light like these are like heavy things but then again like these you know stunt workers they're they're paid to do this shit and they deal with it all the time you know like the guy who was fucking operating you know r2d2 and shit like that this is what they do but at the same time, it does look really strange. But you're looking at it anyway because it's an anthropomorphic duck man. <laughs> and you're like, this looks bizarre regardless of yeah. how they're shooting it. You're like, this dude is just walking around. Yeah. And that's. And you've never seen that before.
0: No. You, and that's people's problem with this movie, I think, is just the oddness of it overall. But
1: I mean, look at the movies we have now, and they're like, I can't. Howard the Duck, it just takes me right out. Like, what?
0: It just it looks good. His hands look, do sometimes look like he's just wearing normal gloves, but
1: <laughs> he's got like little he's got like little little sharp little skin fingies on the ends of his fingers. Yeah. It's they're like little like little pokey talons. It's really weird. I don't think ducks have that. But like when he's playing a keyboard in one scene, he's got these little touchy like ah, like it's 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 weird. Yeah, freaks me way up. So but cool. you know, he's a good guy.
0: So the monster then the overlord. That is—is is that stop motion? Yeah, it is, it and it's done, be, yeah. and
1: it's done by. Um, well, it's there's the whole special effects. team, like, I looked up all this stuff, and it's tons and tons and tons of names. But the one name that stands out, with this being a George Lucas situation, is the famous Phil Tippett, who did, who is basically second only to like Ray Harryhausen for like stop motion um, animation. And he did all the stop and emotion uh, animation in you know *Empire Strikes Back*, uh, *Return of the Jedi*, like all the AT-ATs and the Rancor, like all the big. Dude, monsters the Rancor you see.
0: is very—it's reminiscent of Rancor. Oh, dude, the- yeah, like I'll
1: talk yeah. about that when we get to it. Yeah, I was like, yeah. that looks like a this, that, and the other of a Rancor, but but it, it it looks really good. Like that's what I'm saying. Like this movie, I think it gets shit on more than it should because you look at movies like the *Garbage Pail Kids* movie. That movie sucks that movie sucks. I'm sorry. I love Garbage Pelt Kids. I love Tangerine Dream, but I'm just like, that movie <laughs> below, there's people that will fight you on the street that will pull a knife and go do jail time if you talk shit about the Garbage Pelt Kids. Fuck, movie. that movie sucks, man. I went and it saw does. that shit in the theater and I remember being a kid and being like, this blows, like, so fucking hard and I want to leave. And, but then people give this movie shit like, really? Come on, yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, anyway just the just the, the production on this movie alone is enormous it was way it did not make its money back i think it made no. almost a thousand dollars over what it like its actual budget but Ooh, the people man. in this movie the production in this movie the special effects in this movie uh the visual effects in this movie this movie should be getting a lot more praise than it does. And this isn't me like trying to suck this movie's dick. I'm just saying like, as a person who watched this movie a lot when I was a kid in the nineties, and I don't, you know, you know, you see a lot of movies when you're a kid, you stay out, you get left home a lot in the nineties and you watch, you, you've watched mannequin six times in one day, yep. you know, you've watched, you know, watch this, like whatever. And, you know, romancing the stone and like all that shit, career opportunities, career opportunities. Exactly. But then you get down the line and you get older and then you, I revisited this movie today and I hadn't seen it since the 90s. And I expected it to, to not hold up and be like, man, I really, this this movie actually sucks. This movie is pretty fucking good. Uh, yeah, it is. I'm not even going to fucking lie. Like, I you have God. shit on Blu-ray that's worse than this movie.
0: I actually uh, just bought this for me on Blu-ray yesterday from McKay's. Because I didn't have I mean, a copy. I think I bought, let somebody borrow it. Never got it back. But I I was impressed with the, the Blu-ray version. I don't know what you watched. It was really good. I, I
1: just rented it on uh, Prime. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you're absolutely correct about this film. It is. The production value is crazy. The music. If it wasn't in this movie, I mean... It oh, dude, the soundtrack, like, the
1: soundtrack rips, dude. It's fucking real good.
0: It sounds like um, Back to the Future and just like this really emotional, like, the melodies in it are like just, I don't know. I'm going to sound like I'm sucking this movie off too, but it just sounds so epic. Like, they put a lot of time and effort into this film and they did it purposefully. Yeah. Because George Lucas thought that this was going to be his next trilogy his next big thing and when it flopped really hard heads rolled i guess man like
1: yeah it's put him in a lot of financial trouble or he was already in kind of a financial situation at the time so which is bizarro but it's just you, you think of all the movies coming out in 86 87 even like 1988 that did way better than this i think it was one of those things where it came out and i think it was too ahead of its time and I mean, think about this. This movie would have been done in, say, like in the '90s. Like you think about that. If this movie yeah. would have been done in the '90s, and there would have been like a fucking club scene with like I don't know, like Alice in Chains or like fucking the Goo Goo Dolls on stage playing live. And you know, like the you like know, Cannibal Corpse and like Ace Ventura or something like that. You're like, wow, this movie is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. But it's like I think this movie would have probably been more uh, would have been better received in you know the the early to mid '90s. I think the times were just weird enough. My my opinion
0: is that people didn't know what to do with this movie. It no, was, they didn't. They were like, is this a kid's movie? Is this an adult movie? I don't, what the fuck is happening? Why is there a duck in it if there's a, <laughs> an adult movie? Yeah, but and- see,
1: at the time, the rating system was still fucked up. They didn't have PG-13. It was like PG and then R. And you had to have um, a, uh, a certain amount of like tits. And cuss words to make it R, and there wasn't enough. Right. So with all the weird sex shit in this movie, you know this would have been a a proper PG thirteen by today's standards, or yeah. by you know ninety standards, you know this being eighty six. But they just had to make it PG, so people were taking their kids, and the, then you're sitting there and you see duck tits, and then parents were like, "Fuck no, we're leaving." <laughs> I've never. And that's seen... right in the beginning. Yeah,
0: it's like very graphic. Female duck nipples, which free the nipple. I'm all about it, but it's just oh, yeah, weird totally. fucking seeing duck nipples. This let, let's go into Ducks are mammals. Ducks aren't mammals. No, they don't have t- they don't need tits. They- <laughs> Ducks don't have pubes. <laughs> yep. Let's go I appreciate into, it. Let's go into the sexual aspect of this whole thing. So first you see the the duck tit in play duck, a porno mag that Howard pulls out when he gets home. And wants to look at the centerfold,
1: right? Oh, it's yeah. When he gets home, it's a whole thing because it's like it's doing like this slow reveal of what it is because it's like opening like a noir like detective situation. He gets home, it's like a soft, you know, saxophone, you know, trombone playing. Like, oh,
0: it is very noir. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah,
1: and you see all these movie posters around that have like ducks, but like from famous movies. The, the, the Okay, I had to say the one that is an Indiana Jones, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it was a duck Indiana Jones, and it said Breeders of the Lost Stork. Yeah. Dude, you know, I almost spit my coffee all over my fucking cat. I was just yep. laughing so hard at that. The attention to detail in this movie, especially like in the duck world, because everything is like, you know, here, but it's everything is a duck aspect to it, whether if it's like a $1 bill and it's George Washington, For the duck, or man. if it's... Yeah, or a a, por- a a porno magazine with like, you know, lady ducks on it or a MasterCard, but it's called like Mallard Card yep. and like Blooming Ducks and shit like that. Like, that's pretty good. Like, I'm yeah. not going to lie. It's a lot of shit. But yeah, so it opens up a fucking, you know, play duck and it's got, you know, the center fold and it's, you know, got the girl in it and she's got duck boobs. And so you're three minutes into this movie and you're like, wow, this is a. This is going to be a thing. And then 30 seconds later,
0: you see more tits as he flies through the the apartment building and goes through a person's house or apartment. (laughs) She's sitting in the bathtub
1: singing. Yeah. She, he gets sucked out of his apartment by like an, like an unmovable force. Kind of like how Dana gets sucked out, you know, in ghostbusters in her chair, he can't move and he gets sucked out and flies through all the, the walls and flies into a girl, uh, a duck, a duck woman. I don't know. Is it duck female duck? I don't know what to say. Yeah. And, And she's just got boobs, and she's singing, and you're like, she's got full-on his feathers, feather boobs, and then just n- just pink nipples. So like, that lady, makes me
0: wonder: are they mammals? Nipples. Now? Do they have vaginas and penises? And I don't
1: know. Which I'm going to get into when we get into some other stuff in a little bit, because okay. I've got <laughs> I've got some protests and I've got some serious questions and concerns, maybe. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, so, so you see those, and then later on with Beverly. And she's going through his wallet and you see all the duck cards and stuff and all the stuff from his world or whatever. You see she pulls out a little duck condom Mm -hmm. and it has no wrapper.
1: No, it's just a Lucy. It's like a finger cot. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the thing. So this is my protest, okay? So in the movie, and I'm going to go ahead and mention this. This is a little bit early, but fuck it. So there's a part in the movie where it's one of the best parts of the movie if you're a young boy you remember this more than anything because like you know leah thompson she is in her underwear and it's like holy shit and it's very aggressive you know it's not very aggressive it's mildly aggressive uh sex scene and they're like kind of getting hot and heavy and and you mentioned the condom now this is a person-sized duckman not like the cartoon Duckman, which is fucking fantastic. If you haven't seen that cartoon, I highly recommend it. It is, yeah. it is the best. Every time it's you one say best, Duckman, <laughs> I think it, is it is one of the show. best things that came out of the nineties. It's fucking great. But so you have this, and she's like down. She is like DTF to fuck this duck, and so like they're about to do it, and I'm like, that's you can't do that. And coming back to the condom, you can't wear that. Have you ever seen a duck's penis? They're a nightmare. They're this corkscrew just murder device that comes out of their body it look it looks like a thing from like a fucking giallo film it's awful <laughs> <laughs> and so like if that duck man grows a, a screw dick out of his body and fucks <laughs> that human lady she is dead I don't give a fuck how much you're trying to help him, how much you like him. You are murdered. <laughs> you Mur- cease to be. You will be destroyed. <laughs> you will at least be destroyed genitally. Genit, genit- genital you Whatever. You'll, you'll, Your you're downstairs is gonna be fucked up. Your downstairs mix-up. Yeah, Man. it's gonna be a it's gonna be a Gigi Allen concert going but, on down there. And but- that's it. <laughs> so I call bullshit. That's yeah. it. I'm not saying that this isn't true to form, or like I'm not trying to be like actually, but it's like, no,
0: it. That's true, but he, <laughs> she's fucking with him, and they don't have sex. Let's clarify that because yeah, exactly. Like I know my wife and I were watching it, and she was like, "Are they really about to have sex right now? What in the fuck is going on?" And they don't.
1: But they make you saying, feel like it's about to happen. For I can hear sure. Jess saying that. And she's like judging you sort of like, man, what is happening? <laughs> I'm like, what, yep. are you, what am I Why watching? Why are you
0: making me watch this shit?
1: I don't want this. <laughs> this is in my brains now. Another very potent
0: aspect of this film that stuck out to me as a kid is very sexualized, is his job that he gets. Mm-hmm. He's stuck on earth. He decides to say, fuck everybody. I'm going to do it on my own. And he goes out to a
1: uh a temp service. Temp service. Well, this wasn't this wasn't like a temp service because she was talking about him collecting welfare. So I'm assuming this yeah. is like a well the welfare bleh, I can't say that. Welfare office. Yeah.
0: Which that whole scene was funny interaction with her. And um but he gets a job basically as a janitor at a it's a hot tub club, but he's basically jiz mopper.
1: It's It's a sex. It's a sex bathhouse in fucking Cleveland. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's awful. That sentence uh, in and of itself is makes me want to like hit pause and go like boil my skin like ew, and it's just this huge sex
0: bathhouse. Yeah, there's like hot tubs in each room. The whole place is lighted in this wash of red. So it's neon lights. Neon lights and howard is working there and people are just running around making out in the hallway and falling into hot tubs like it is fucking crazy and he's just pushing around handing out towels to people fucking (laughs) it's crazy.
1: now now we have to keep we have to kind of like put a pin in what we're talking about and they have to bring the audience back to it now don't forget this is a duck man (laughs) like yep a duck this is also an a duck man from outer space and no one is giving a second. I mean, I mean, it is Cleveland, so I mean, maybe that's just. You're like, ah, whatever, fine, fuck it.
0: There, there is throughout the movie. People do react to him, um, like when
1: he's getting off the bus that one time. That guy's like,
0: "Man, that's a duck!" Oh my that's god, duck, that was one of my favorite
1: things. But he gets <laughs> off the bus and he goes, "That's a duck! That's a duck, man!" <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like, shit. <laughs> okay,
0: that shit was funny.
1: Yeah, so some people yeah. react
0: to them, but in this instance, in the sex club dungeon hellhole, they don't. They're just all about the sex, and they're just making out, and don't give a
1: shit that there's a duck man in there. Man, that's gross. And there's got to be so much cum and fluids and liquids all over. I mean, I've worked in a in a porn store where there was like salacious goings on in the back room, and I had to clean stuff up. And it, it's not the you know the best thing in the world, but you know. I was young and it's money. And but still at the same time it wasn't like this and it's not that great. There's going to be spewage and there's going to be smells and there's going to be squirtages and there's going to be an you, odor you're making on everybody body. sick. <laughs> no I'm not. I'm educating the masses. <laughs> and he's got feathers. He's got feathers, so all that's all the smell is absorbing, and <laughs> because he's basically just made out he, of fabric. When he gets
0: thrown in that dirty hot tub with those two people having sex. Ugh.
1: Oh, that was there was so much. Just it was just it was just a, a rolling boil of just chlamydia. In that. Or when
0: thing. he goes after his boss after he like fucks with him, and he slides on that floor, and it looks like it's just covered in semen, and he's sliding on semen. And pushes his boss into that mud bath
1: <laughs> which i was convinced there was at least 76 percent of duke in there like i don't think that was all just mud i'm mm. sure like if people are leaving their clothes in there which he was pulling bras and shit out of i am assuming that people are just shitting and pissing and coming in that because no one's there cleaning the mud right. it's not a, a mud cleaner they're just like ah whatever so just whatever so you think you
0: think they just boil it for a little while to get the. To- <laughs> The shit out they of it. Probably, him. yeah. They probably
1: just freeze it and then reboil it again.
0: Hopefully, there's micro uh, yeah. organisms in there that fucking eat up all the biological matter.
1: They just pour a bunch of Flintstones vitamins in there, and that's just like, do your job, vitamins. <laughs> so, before we
0: get into the plot, I wanted to kind of go over this scene that I absolutely love in this movie. While the cherry bombs are playing, Howard goes back in and is going to see them, i guess playing a yeah. super
1: sad emotional song like that um yeah super sad like the the song that uh crucial taunt was playing in the first wayne's world why you wanna break my heart? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
0: fuck yeah i forgot about that yeah um and he runs into some i guess her manager who's talking shit about him taking advantage of him and uh two other guys i guess that work at the club and he he's like fuck y'all talking shit basically and butts in. He's like, you need to you need to not be their manager anymore and you need to pay them. One of the guys that owns or is like working for the club, one of the other two guys is a guy I see in a lot of movies, and I'm pretty sure he was in Ferris Bueller's day
1: off that, as one of the that's valets. That's what I was gonna say. It was the ballet guy when he when he goes like he's like, hey you speak English? He's like, what country do you think this is? Yeah. <laughs> but- yeah. I, he's also, if you've ever seen the the Super Bar- the Super Mario Brothers movie, oof, um, he's also the the guy who played Spike in that movie. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> that's true. Holy shit! So yeah, that guy's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And basically, Howard gets fucked up, but then he goes back and starts fighting these dudes. He's the master of What's Quack fu, fu- dude. food, dude. He's the master of Quack Fu. That's right. So he goes in and he's going to fight these dudes and he gets the the manager down on the table and basically takes this fucking ice pick and stabs his earring. It looks like he's about to stab him. Bam! Yeah. And catches him and holds him down on the bar and then he starts threatening these guys that he has space rabies
1: like i'll bite you <laughs> i'll have space rabies and then he's like is that a thing and then um fucking the spike from mario brothers is like i don't know man i heard some things on the news <laughs> <laughs> that was my
0: favorite part yeah yeah exactly and i love that scene because the the band's playing and it's just
1: really cool yeah and he's
0: just fighting and he hits a dude in the head with a bottle
1: and and the and the, the girl's money and the cool and the cool bartender with like the, the the cool um you know the cigarette and the french beret he's all like yeah my man like that's right and he gives him the bottle <laughs> yeah, he gives him the bottle and power smashes it like a fucking knife and he's like Rah! and he's like yeah that's right like that's murder murder is happening yeah. <laughs> because of you by a by a duckman. Me. One more time, it's a duckman. <laughs> well, obviously, they're
0: not very loved. Those people that Howard's beating the shit out of, and he's doing them a service. Yeah, so. like they yeah, pray for it. anything to help. Andy, you want to hit the plot up?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, base the basic plot of it is: so we enter this world where it's a it's 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 Earth, but it's a it's a duck Earth. It's a it's obviously another dimension or just another planet, whatever. And you know, Howard gets sucked out by. Something he it sucks him out of the sky, sucks him into space, and he's flying through space. And I he's guess you just can getting breathe in space. All over yeah, just, he's just getting sucked left, right, you know, front, back. You know, if you're a duckman, then you're just getting it from all angles. And so he 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 flies earth, He crash lands in Cleveland, and right when he lands, it's just pandemonium. He gets picked up by these punk kids who take him into a club and they're fucking with him. And then he gets thrown in the garbage by the owner, and this is where we meet uh, Leah Thompson. She's playing on stage in a, um, it's a stage with a uh, uh, chain link fence. Yeah. Yeah. A la like fucking roadhouse. Roadhouse. Uh, Yeah. Um, And so she's playing with her band called Cherry Bomb, which is Runaway's reference, I'm assuming. That's what I thought of too. Yeah. Yeah. It's all girl band. Yeah. It's this rad all girl band and they're playing this super rad song. And it sounds really good. And it actually is Leah Thompson singing.
0: Yep, like, it is. And it's really cool. And she played guitar and everything.
1: Yeah, and come to find out, she actually still does have that guitar. and She still fucks with it every now and then. So they kind of meet up, you know, in an alleyway because some thugs are, like, trying to beat up uh, or, you know, attack Leah Thompson. Uh, well, we'll just start call calling her Beverly. Her name is Beverly in the movie. Her name is Beverly. Um, and this Mrs. is these, Beverly McFly. This, <laughs>
0: yeah, this is one of those movies. Back then, everything – if you were in an alley, you definitely were going to get accosted by or you know attacked by some
1: kind of thugs, robbed that- or shot up with drugs. Yep. Like I uh, like Jason takes Manhattan. You're like, don't go down this alley because you're going to get stabbed with heroin. You're like ah, I don't want an addiction. Not no, w-
0: no wonder we're a paranoid generation that doesn't trust each other. You know? No shit. <laughs> I
1: still take the faceplate off my CD player when I get out of my car. <laughs> oh um, shit. But yeah, so <clears throat> basically your fish out of water or duck out of water story. And he makes a friend in uh, in in Beverly and he's got no place to stay, so she kind of takes him in. And you start to find out things about him that, you know, he wants to get home. He uh, he's, you know, kind of freaked out. He doesn't know where he's at. She's got a struggling music career and, you know, She goes from there, like I I know a scientist, and that can help you. And then we, boom, enter Tim Robbins, and then we get the science angle of. Well, you also start seeing
0: the, um, the affection that they have for each other, whether it's tight bond of friendship or romantic. It's hard to tell at some
1: points, but it's there. (laughs) yeah because at the beginning he treats her like shit like they take she takes him back to her apartment and he's like you pay to live here this place is a shithole and he's just kind of like kind of rude to her like ah you're fucking stupid because she's like do you want some milk i'll put it in a bowl and she's like i don't want any (laughs) milk in a bowl give me a beer and so it's just like a he doesn't have a lot of affection for her but you know one scene she like turns around and you see her butt and then he's all like oh meow maybe i do (laughs) like the butt of a of a lady that's like a duck butt
0: from home that's a that's like a
1: duck butt Mm. where do your eggs come from that's awful edit that out
0: can i can i uh inseminate your eggs
1: can i can i fly over and just you know skeet all over your eggs i don't know how that works anyway can i murder you with my giant cyclone did. penis of rage
0: so the scientist is not really a scientist though he's kind of a a lab assistant doesn't have a lot of like background and but he does get people involved to help Howard which when I saw this in the film this time I was like man are they bad guys but they end up not being bad guys they really were trying to help him right yeah they, yeah, they seem Jones. like they have
1: like well they seem like they have like the 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 evil 80s doctor motive. Like, this is going to get me the Nobel Prize and I'll do anything to get it. And uh, this is going to get me money and fame and a sports car, you know, which was, that's what happened. But that wasn't really the case. They actually were trying to help to an extent. They don't like super, yeah. I mean, they don't super like linger on that for a while until later when other things come to come come around. So yeah, anyway, so we meet Tim Robbins and like, you know, he goes through, he says, I'm going to help you. And he, you know, he says, I have a colleague that is going to help you and blah, 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 blah. And here we enter Jeffrey Jones, sad, <laughs> Mr. Sad Rooney. When they come into play, this is the whole, quote unquote, sex scene when, you know, Beverly is on the bed fucking with, you know, Howard and the whole, you know, they're about to have intercourse oh yeah but and also when he gets like he gets sexually aroused he has like a a mohawk like a zoid bird thing that pops (laughs) up on his head and it's awesome like i wish he'd have kept that like the whole time like if he got pissed off and he was like like, he just activated
0: they said that that took them months to get right because it was just so hard to do in that head suit
1: i mean it looks like that would be something that would be difficult i mean especially not to be able to see the wires or none of the servos or whatever. So we they're watching them do all this in the apartment, which how the fuck did they even get in like three, just grown men just walk in watching. Tim Robbins says you left the door unlocked. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that. I think I was so like on the edge of my seat. Like, I don't remember the scene. I can't remember if they do do it. And then, and then then all of a sudden Jeffrey Jones is staring at me. I'm like, ah, so they kind of (laughs) took me out of it. So he's like, you know, I, I think I know how you got here and I can help you. So they go to the science lab, and it's called Dyna something or other. Dyna Dyna Tech. Dynatech, yeah. Or um, Dynatechnics. Dynatechnics, yeah. They they sell um, you know you know, fucking turntables and shit. Yeah. And <laughs> so they go there, and he's like, "Yeah, we had this laser, and we shot it into space, and we were trying to, you know, basically I think it was like a laser telescope, trying to see like other worlds and things like that." And what basically what they did was they ripped open into Howard's, you know, Howard's world, which is like across galaxies. And they basically just targeted him on accident, pulled him through. And he came down and they, he crashed in and he's like, yeah, now we just have to basically reverse it and send you back. And they're like, cool. So let's just do that. But things don't work out that way. No, they don't. No, they don't. I can't. So Jeffrey
0: Jones, they're doing something and it explodes right
1: or yeah they're running tests and they're trying to see if they can uh do it again but there's like an explosion and something happens they lock on to something else in the in the universe and it blows up and it starts a whole chain reaction of scientists running and screaming they they get to the place and they open the doors and the scientist up there goes my eyes my eyes oh my god we should <laughs> never have ta- we should have never tampered with space and science <laughs> your whole reason
0: and career we should have never done this that shit made me laugh yeah so they're trying to get him back and then rooney <laughs> rooney
1: i know let's just start calling him just mr rooney mr What's rooney comes in with in his, his money dr Jennings. jenning, jenning. Yeah, Doctor Jennings.
0: Dr. Jenning. Doctor Jenning gets one of these these overlords come into his body in the explosion. And he starts overlords. turning Yeah. He starts turning strange, which that was another thing about this movie when I was a kid. I absolutely adored like how crazy he looked. It just stuck in my mind.
1: Oh, dude! Vividly, me, like, like even as it gets more and more like i remember that like that's one of the things that stuck in my head so much when i you know, being a kid
0: yeah the makeup looks really cool it's like this slow process of him turning into like this dr wiley yeah like that's an electric weird. like an
1: electric dr wiley yeah and this is this is one of the things that actually does come from the books like originally um there was a dark over his name was God. i can't remember what his name was I'm, i forgot to write it down it was like gorgas or something like that the dark overlord but it's he's from like the nexus of the nexus of salmonus and he said like the dark overlords they're basically like these huge demon lords like these big yeah. cthulhu type creatures that you were come to exiled yeah. yeah and they were exiled to a certain part of the galaxy and the laser was you know aimed on it and he pulled him down and it pulled him down the laser and it shot it in, into Mr. Rooney because they need a human host to grow in and eat off of and kind of like a Xenomorph. Oh, see, yeah. So far, if you're just hearing this for the first time, this plot doesn't sound that awful. Is, is it bananas? Oh God. Yes. Is it believable? I've seen way worse. Is it entertaining? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> the worst part to about it the- too.
0: The worst part about this movie is the
1: dialogue in some places in some I places think. yes yeah some places yes yeah, yeah. oh His that's boys. the best thing yeah that's that's so great so yeah basically they get they get there and they find mr rooney and he's like he's all like god my head hurts and i, I have something something wrong with my body and they're like we have to get out of here and so like mr rooney is driving a, a truck And he starts saying that I feel like something's inside me eating me alive and something's (laughs) taking on something's taking on something. What did he say? Like something's, you know, uh, transforming my insides for its own needs or some shit like that. And he's like, he looks like shit. And they're like driving a car. And then he just looks over and he goes, I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) He just says, well, I'm I'm dead. And then this voice takes over. and goes, "No, I'm alive. I am someone. I am a dark overlord." I love it. He, got, says, like, <laughs> he says,
0: I'm no longer Dr. Jennings. I'm someone
1: else." He won't even say who he is. He just says, "Someone else." What and he's fuck? got, and he's got his little, he's got his little teeth. He's got his lips kind of rolled over. He's like, "I know, I am. A, I'm that dark overlord." And he keeps saying, like. You will witness your world come to an end in the birth of a new. Yep. And they're they're getting like super tired of it, so they drive the oh. yeah, so they drive to this place. It's called Joe Roma's Cajun Sushi. Oh my and god! If this place existed in real life, dude, I would work there.
0: Yeah, it's like a a seven or a sixties diner sushi bar. It is bizarro. Everybody wears like waitress classic waitress clothes but then they have the uh, the japanese headband that a sushi person <laughs> makes sushi with. yeah and it's like old white people servers and then that one girl who always stuck out in my mind as a kid their server in the, the restaurant
1: yeah like the cool little surfer chick yeah that's a really cool halloween costume yeah so basically yeah basically it's like a big weird denny's and like there's little jukeboxes on the table anyway so they go in and everyone's like, you know, whatever. I've been in truck you know, stops and Waffle House at two in the morning. You see some fucked up shit. And I'm like, it's fine. And so like, they're there and the the dark overlord, he says, I'm a dark overlord, basically. Like I come from the nexus of Saminus and we got banished along with me and the other ones. And now I've got the key card from the laser and in like about 20 minutes, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna get my homeboys and they're gonna come down and fuck up the whole planet. And then shit, you can do about it because I'm metamorphosizing And each time, like the camera gets back on him, he's rotted away more. He looks like just peeling baloney skin is just coming off, and he's he keeps doing the voice like this. But then, like it's funny, like it's not evil all the time. And he kind of helps Howard. Yeah, he helps Howard. He kind of makes jokes here and there, like when because Howard gets uh, harassed by these trucker dudes in the bar the whole restaurant which, take him and no, the whole on. restaurant turns on they,
0: they take him to and put him on a fucking chopping board and throw salt and shit on him
1: <laughs> he's still alive so these truckers it turns into a kick his ass sea bass moment like all these truckers start fucking just beating <laughs> up on him and he's running around and like smashing pies and just beating up this whole restaurant and so these truckers They At first, they think he's a puppet. They think that, you know, Mr. Rooney is making him talk. And so then they're like, fuck you, you're you're dead. And put a pin in this one more time. It's a duck man. (laughs) This is a duck person. And they're just like, oh, this is just a regular Tuesday. So the whole restaurant, (laughs) even children, gang up on this duck man, take him into the back tie him to a table with ropes like the fucking uh the brains zombie in a fucking return of the living dead and the chef has got like the big cleaver and is and they're like throwing seasoning on him he's alive and screaming for his life he has clothes on (laughs) he's wearing like a jacket and pants and uh, suspenders and shit they're just like i'm just gonna put this fucking you know this old bay on him and it's gonna be like real good and this is okay (laughs) with the feathers with the feathers, and so he's and the yelling duck penis. It. Yeah, and the duck, and the nightmare, his murder weapon between his legs. <laughs> and so he's asking Jennings to help him. And well, Beverly's like,
0: hey. asking. Yeah. yeah. And she finally tells him, they've got the key card, because Howard had the key card. And he yeah. gets pissed off and just wrecks the shit out of everybody. Oh, dude,
1: it turns into a low-pan moment. His fucking eyes go blue. He gets, like, the super aura around him. And he starts just fucking people up with this man, it looks cool. It is super Ghostbusters effect. Like he, he yeah. has this shit that these I don't even know it. It was like these energy warp warp ball things that come out of his hands. He's like blasting people. This shit looks good. Yeah. Like if 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 you would if you can say anything about this movie, if not there's already a lot to say, the just the 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 cgi effects like the that that shit looks really cool like i i love that like those, those ghostbusters like the flashy electric everything's green and blue and harsh reds like that looks really cool yeah and like magentas and shit like that so he fucks everybody up and then he finally gets like the the key card from howard
0: tim robinson or tim Robbins, excuse me. Tim Robinson. He sh- how does he show up? He gets arrested somewhere,
1: right? He shows up, and I can't remember how he shows up. He just shows up, and then I think he came to help because I think he came with somebody, and then he just gets arrested. And then Doctor Jennings steals Beverly to take back to the laser, the the laser place because he, he needs used her
0: as the next incubation chamber for them. We're incubate like yeah, the body. Yeah, which he goes so, to a um. Before they go there, he goes to a nuclear power plant to regenerate himself and just basically hops into a nuclear reactor and just absorbs all that shit. That whole
1: situation is fucking bananas because he steals like a a semi-truck. Yeah. And he starts getting like, I need more energy. And he's kind of like he's dying or he's like running out of power. And so she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he starts like regurgitating this big like tentacle claw finger out of his mouth and it has claws
0: all down it like like a rose bush or a rose stem it has like like thorns on it and shit yeah it's long as hell and it comes out of his mouth
1: and he sticks it in the uh car cigarette or the truck cigarette lighter and he yeah. starts like, blah, and it shows him like just like getting energy, electricity out of this while he's just driving. So you have yeah. Mister Rooney just driving beep beep in a truck with this huge fucking tentacle thing just eating electricity, and you're like, that that's a yeah. There you go. I remember that. Scene I love that shit. Well, it's,
0: I didn't love it as a kid. It fucking was disgusting and weird to
1: me. But I love it. You yeah. <laughs> know, like now when we're older, like this is cinematic genius. This is genius. genius.
0: Now they had to. The telescope that brought Howard back, because he's gonna suck him down into Homegirl, and Howard and what is his name? Tim Robbins? Uh,
1: Phil? Phil? Yeah, I think it's Phil, because he calls him like Philby, Philbin, Philby, Philbo, Philbo yeah. Baggins. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: Howard and Phil him- are back at the restaurant, and they're trying to find a way out because Tim Robbins or ooh, Phil's been arrested. Howard helps them helps out of the car and they find randomly behind this fucking place, a little miniature airplane.
1: Oh man. This scene is, is really, this scene is real good. Like I, I stopped it and I said out loud things because Howard's like, let's steal a cop car. And then Tim Robbins is like, nah, that would be too, you know, conspicuous. And then they're like, well, maybe we could take a cab now. Keep, <laughs> keeping keep in mind they're on a clock. They have to get to, like, the other side of town. So they have about an hour before they have to get to this uh, laser laser store to stop this demon lord from bringing back other demon lords to take over, to destroy, essentially, the entire planet that they're on right now. One hour. So they're like, maybe we should take a cab. No. We should steal his cop car. No, we can't do that. And then Tim Robbins is like, hey, look at this. There's a guy next door from where the police are the police are in with a stone's throw like if you sneeze the cops are going to hear you yeah, yeah. so th- the cops are like right across the street and tim robbins is like hey there's a guy who lives next door who is building an airplane and why don't we just build it and then we could have an airplane like let's just build an airplane real quick and like." What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> literally anything else would be a better idea. And it's it's literally
0: a glider with a go kart body attached to it and a big fan on the back.
1: Yeah. It's like the gyro captain's, you know, gyro in like fucking Road Warrior, but with like wings.
0: I loved that scene. I thought it was really cool. Somebody was really flying that thing. They spent a lot of budget and time getting those shots, I'm sure. It looks fucking out of control. Like, it oh, flies yeah. like wobbly as shit but they, i, I well, guess they did that on purpose i hope they did because i would never ever get one of those things if that's the way it flew
1: yeah because you see the actual howard the duck either it's the actor well i mean i don't know if you can, you can what well, you can probably do if you had like the guy in the back drive and if you had like a controller or something like that but you can see it he's got a helmet on you can see his arms moving so it looks pretty good because it's it's moving it's not just like you know face shots of the airplane. Oh yeah. There's full everything. Yeah. No, they don't, they don't cop you out. They're just like, Oh, that's a duck man flying a plane with Tim Robbins.
0: And they, they get to the place. They fly through a train.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They rip off, they rip off the wings after they fly through, uh, the, 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 the lake and like these waterboarding, essentially Tim Robbins.
0: Yeah. And, uh, they do the loop to loop, which you could never do. You could never accelerate fast enough to do in that fucking thing. It would fall apart like it's just a tiny little kite with an engine on it and they do a loop-de-loop in it and
1: shit (laughs) but once again nature proves the human race wrong that it can be done through nature all miracles can be can be achieved
0: oh i love the part where uh they go over the water and they're like all the duck hunters are down there, and he 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 buzzes them all and They all fall in the water and shit. And yeah, then be, a, behind the man.
1: plane is another duck, and it's like,
0: quack, quack, quack. yeah, like, quack,
1: quack, quack. <laughs> yeah, because like in, earlier in the movie, he sees an ad on TV. He finds out that ducks are food on on this planet, yeah. and there's like you know hunters. Like duck season is you know it's like shoot more ducks than you you used to. You ought to shoot more, and it turns into a whole thing like and even at the restaurant they she brings to him eggs and he freaks out so yeah. yeah ducks getting revenge nature it's like the happening but with animals instead of flowers yeah. <laughs> or day of the animals fuck whatever so
0: they land the plane or drive the plane eventually it just turns into a go-kart and they take it to the the scientific um the science research place and this is where the fun begins some of the coolest shit ever they they convert a small zamboni into a laser cart what the fuck <laughs> what is yeah, that it's thing? like
1: it's like a little uh i don't even know it looks like a little trolley golf cart thing it looks like a. it looks like a a, gol- a a real big like a golf cart that you would drive around like a retirement community but not necessarily a golf cart without the top so they go and he's like we have to shoot him. We have to kill him. We have to find a weapon we have to because find he's got yeah, yeah, he's got Beverly, you know, strapped to this laser because he's gonna like shoot the one of the Dark Overlords and or all the Dark Overlords. Which I wasn't really sure about that because there's like three of them. Yeah, there's was, like, three of them
0: coming down. Like yeah. that's
1: too many Dark Overlords inside of a, a one person. Like she can't take a, a duck dick and you're gonna shove this many demons inside Ooh. of her. I don't think so. So they have to get this thing, uh, the, the neutron uh, disintegrator, or whatever, and they have to get into this defense room. And it's got a key card and all this shit on it. And they can't get into it because it's locked. And it's like, it's, you know, it's high tech shit. But if a duck man does a spin kick, it unlocks the door immediately. Like it's busted you know, it all the fucking. It. It's like Hulk Hogan himself has beat this door down. Not
0: only does it open up, but it also makes the computer say e- uh, <laughs> entry accepted. <laughs> so as soon as he, he
1: kicks it, it just, the computer's like, yep.
0: Okay. That's right.
1: So we learn two things. If we take away anything from this movie, it's that one you can wander into nuclear power plants just willy-nilly even after you've crashed an 18 wheeler through the gates that no one sees that as odd. Nope. And two, if you find yourself locked out of any kind of a government facility, if you just give it some sort of a a weak eighth grade karate chop, dude you're right in there. Yep. Like you're super in there.
0: Just spin around and kick it. Yeah. I remember the the whole mech the whole machine and the cart i thought it was the coolest shit. it was almost like at that point in my life the equivalent to what i thought tango and cash's truck was later in my life like i thought it was so badass man i was like hell yeah laser on a fucking golf cart nothing better than
1: this shit. like why this is what i want to do when i <laughs> i want to be that <laughs> when i get older god damn it like i'm gonna strive for this i gotta write this down in a dream journal and be like this is what i want to do <laughs> like i have to make it this far Yeah, so they they basically have to fight him, and... And Jennings looks gnarly right now. Like, he's got, like, all these big crazy spines right out of his back. Oh, that's true, yeah. He's, like, getting, like, more monstrous. Super
0: shredded out. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: And he finally comes... I don't... Yeah, I guess Howard shoots his ass, and Howard almost dies, like, two times. It knocks the shit out of Dr. Jennings, and it knocks the Overlord out of his body. So, Jennings... Jennings... now, now,
1: now, now, now let's let's prep let's 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 talk about this for just one minute so he when after the dark overlord gets put into him uh dr jennings dies in the car and now hit, the alien has consumed all of his insides and his mind and his skin now take on top of that he has grown all these awful appendages and he's just like his skin is melting off of his body essentially his hair is gone essentially. He's also walked into a nuclear reactor and absorbed all of the power out of a nuclear reactor, which, <laughs> yes. that's that's a long conversation in and of itself. Yep. But, you're an alien, I get it, it's fine. Now, the alien shoots out of this man's body who has done all of this. A regular human man. Like he's been exercised. Yeah, like, you can't be alive. You would be a puddle of just, like, soup on the ground after, like, Severe radiation, like just you're you're gone. Like your skin is gone. Like you're nothing remains at all. Like you definitely. don't get to turn into you don't get to turn into Green Lantern or nothing like that. No, definitely the only plot hole in this movie. Yeah, which that's it, and I'm not mad about it. I'm like, that's fine. I don't really care. It's fine. But I don't even know like, if
0: that's true, if that's the only plot hole, but it is a main... It's like uh, kind of like, uh, are you going to suspend disbelief here? I don't know if it's possible
1: after all of this. but After this entire one hour and 51 minute movie about an anthropomorphic duck, that, that's the one thing we're like, I refuse okay, to believe it. This is bullshit. Are you serious? Are you serious with this shit? <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't believe it. This is a bunch of shit. Hey, man, I gotta draw a
0: line somewhere.
1: Like, guys going to live. I gotta live by a code. Otherwise, it's just chaos. So yeah, he comes back and he's like, the demons out of me. And he's somewhere in here. And like, Mr. Rooney is fine. He looks good again. He has Damn. hair again. Yep. His clothes are not as burnt. Complexion as used is great. Yeah, it's like it's like a clear seal commercial.
0: So- and then the rat rancor pops up out of the ground. It's the scorpion
1: rancor. Dude, that's what I said. I said it looks like a Rancor scorpion, and it looks really good. This thing, you can tell, like, you can't see, like, any, like, choppy movement. Like, it's full-on, like, Phil Tippett. Like, it it looks, it's a flowing thing, and it's got tendrils on its face. It's got, its eyeballs are moving. It's got all these teeth. Dude, there's like, so many legs parts to this. Yeah. Fucking claws, and it's all moving, it and a it tail. all looks really good. Yeah, it looks really good. And it's talking, it's going like, Howard, oh, Howard, oh, no one will escape.
0: It's like if the Predator and the trolls from Ernest Scare Stupid had a baby.
1: Exactly, yeah. Oh, that's a terrible, I just had a visual <laughs> of what would happen. That would <laughs> be six. very loud. That would be very loud. That would be very a very loud evening in that tree.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it looks really good. I loved it. I mean, it's stop motion. It doesn't hold... It's not very... It's not clean. It doesn't... It's not today's standards at all, but it still looks very cool.
1: Yeah, but by today's standards,
0: that shit looks really good. Yeah. It looks... It just... It's so neat, man. That's the
1: word I want to use. It's neat. That's like one of the main... The things that I remembered from this movie was the monster. Like I had the, yep. the face down right, well, like a big toothy, yeah, he has a big vagina claws. face.
0: I forgot about those claws too that he has. Both of his arms have three giant finger claws, and in the middle, he shoots out those tentacle yeah, those, things. Yeah, like he the, what
1: he used in the truck. It's like that little skin tentacle, and it's got the little claw on it. And he uses one to like grab Howard. He uses one to like do tasks and turn the laser on and all this yeah. shit. Yeah, he's like updating his resume with them and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got a job after this. I got to get out in the real world to get to the point, I guess he's destroyed. Yeah. He gets shot with the laser because he's that laser. Well, no, yeah. well, he shoots him with the laser. The, the duck over, the dark overlords are still on their way and you see him in the laser beam. And they all look the same. They all look like him. Like they all, they I, wish I was kind of bummed out. I thought they would be like all different, like types of creatures, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, Lovecraftian monsters. Like one is a, a fish creature and one is a, you know, some sort of a water or a land demon, you know, whatever, but it's fine. No,
0: they reuse the same shit over again.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, fine.
0: Sure. Yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. They're cool looking. I guess if they're a race of beings, they're going to look similar, you know? Yeah. Overlords all look the same. Boring.
1: Boring. That's got to suck. Be killed by all these fucking same monster demons. Like, oh that's not interesting at all. Fuck. So basically, you know, the dark dark overlord's dead he's been blown up by the laser and i'm gonna get into a thing in just a minute about the, the laser and stuff like that so he shoots up the laser boom blown up and pretty easy to dispatch this dark demon space overlord which isn't really that big he's probably about the size of i don't know honestly he's about the size of like i don't know like, your house, essentially, or half of your house, honestly. (laughs) Like, if your house was cut (laughs) in two, like, it would be like, oh, that's, you know, that's not so bad. So he gets dispatched, and the demons are still on their way. So uh, Mr. Rooney is like, you have to blow up the laser because they're going to come down, and they're going to take over the world and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Beverly is like, well, you can't destroy the laser because if you destroy the laser, you're not going to be able to get home, and you're going to be stuck here forever. Yeah and then so uh, Howard has to make the decision, so he says, goodbye, Duck World, and then he shoots the laser, effectively sending the demons of the other other dark overlords back to their universe or their little pocket or whatever the fuck. And then, so he's stuck here and blows up. They go to find Howard. And then he acts like he's been possessed by a dark or overlord, but he's not, he's like, I'm, oh, jo- yeah. I'm joking with you, Beverly. I love you, but okay. So here's, <laughs> here's the, the one weird thing. This isn't a plot hole. This is just stupid. So, well, there's two things. Okay. So the dark overlords, they need a human host essentially to step into the human realm right right that's that was the the laws laid down by dr jennings so there's no one for the dark overlords to get into unless like when they come through the building they're like a ghost they just fly around willy-nilly in the air and then they find someone who has dna and they're oh whoop, there you go like so they could have gotten into tim robbins or beverly and but the third one would have been just kind of shit out of luck he would be like Going across the street, hoping someone was working downstairs, just hoping there was a temp that <laughs> forgot his keys. He was like, "Oh, I got you, motherfucker!" And so he could have been going into Howard. That's true, but he has—he's a duckman. He might not have the same kind of biological DNA they need. It wasn't ever specified if they needed a human host, but maybe just something of a host. Anyway, so there's no one there. That's not the—that's not the main thing. So what I'm thinking is, what I was thinking of is, so this. Laser is Howard's only way home. Now, that first Dark Overlord was pretty easy to get rid of. You just shot him with the laser that you still have, that's still working. You shot him, boom, one time, blown the fuck up, gone. Now, worst case scenario, you say, "Wait a minute, let me just pump the brakes on blowing up this laser, my ticket home, and let them just come down and go." And then they're the worst case scenario, they show up. Boom! I'm a dark overlord. What's up? You just go, like, sweet, bang, 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 dispatched laser, still safe. You fucking, you. yeah, but they have to. So it
0: kind of goes against what we were talking about before, too. They have to consume those people, right? That's what that's what Some I'm saying form.
1: exactly. So either way, they're
0: fucked,
1: yeah. So, so
0: I guess yeah essentially he
1: didn't have to blow up the laser i mean i think that what they were trying to do is they were trying to set up a sequel which, oh yeah
0: there was supposed to be a trilogy yeah and this is, movie was actually
1: supposed to be animated also which yeah, you imagine this like a ralph Bashke like situation like fucking like you know heavy metal type thing you know that would that be, would fucking be cool, cool yeah um but yeah so it's not that it's not like an actual criticism that i'm mad about it's just a weird thing that i noticed i'm like huh like that's the thing and I also thought I was like,
0: there's no way in hell these scientists are not gonna rebuild this laser just because they fucked up, right? They know how to do it. It's not unknown science at this point, right? Well yeah, now that and part they, of it and a lot of it still exists. He can get back eventually. Yeah,
1: like now that they know that this works and it's it's the same thing, it's like, Well I know what to do, I just need to do it again. It's like if you're building fucking anything you know, and somebody yeah. breaks it, you're like, Well, I can just rebuild it.
0: Right. Yeah. So that was whatever. Yeah, but um, all the aliens are gone except for Howard. He's stuck here and not stuck because now he is a manager of a band,
1: the Cherry Bombs, and they've blown up big time. And Tim Robbins works for them now. He's like a he's like a, a, a stage Stage hand. hand. He's got a little mouthpiece on. He's doing something he also has a miniature drum set yeah (laughs) exactly he's
0: got a little set he's got his
1: own little set of like sheila e drums beside the stage like oh
0: that's totally what that music was it was totally prince oh it was um, awesome rip howard the duck (laughs) man and insert clip of that music
1: here yeah insert that here because that shit is that shit fucking rocks dude so it goes into this whole uh musical number they're all playing on stage. Howard the Howard starts playing guitar on this duck shaped duck man shaped guitar and they're playing out for like this huge like Madison Square Garden crowd and it's super awesome and they get off stage and you know happily everybody after BAM yeah bam Howard the Duck everybody if you haven't and seen then, it I'm- you're missing the fuck out.
0: Yeah you should I don't think um you should listen to people's bullshit about it. It's entertaining. It's not a great movie by any means, but it is entertaining for sure. This was also this well was gone. also your pick,
1: and I'm very glad that you did pick it.
0: Yeah, it's a little, um. yeah, it's more sci-fi than our normal horror shit. So, yeah, uh, it's always been a favorite, and I'm glad to revisit it. I'll be watching it again soon for sure. My daughter caught the last end of it, last part of it uh, with me, and she – Was laughing and having a good time. She's like, "Dad, let's watch that again." And I'm just so apprehensive about all the sex shit, though. Well, that's because I definitely was not six when I watched it. I was a little bit older than that. So,
1: well, that's when you do the thing that my (laughs) my dad used to do when we'd be watching something. Well, you can't. Well, no, you can't really do it now, um, because of just how TVs work. But like then, you feel like if you're watching something on on our on our VCR something would happen, like a sex scene or something that my dad knew was coming, and he would turn the TV off. But the VCR would still be playing. And I'd be like, what, oh, and yeah. I would be like, what the fuck? And he'd be like, no. And like, <laughs> he would like wait <laughs> a minute, and then turn the TV back on, and it would still be running. And then like, he would turn it back on, and you'd just see fucking. He'd be like, nope. And he'd hit the power button real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that shit. I was too. like, damn man, let awesome. me see this shit. Um, Hell yeah. But yeah, so yeah, it's like I was saying in the beginning. This music has—I um, mean, this music, this movie has a lot of layers. It's—it's it's a. I'm—I'm I'm glad I got to revisit it now. Like I, like I, like I was saying, a part of me was like really scared that it wasn't going to hold up, right? Um, but it really did. Like I was really scared, but I was really happy to have watched it again. And I'm going to watch it again I'll, if I can find it. I'm going to buy it. Like I would love to find a VHS copy of it and um that would be cool yeah. I think you
0: get it pretty easily because people don't like it but yeah so
1: the the movie is it's great it looks great i'm really glad that i got to watch it again if you if you want to check it out if you hate it you hate it you know this movie gets shit on it's been shit on a lot like ever since it came out like it didn't it did not do well um
0: no no
1: uh, people
0: Don't know what to think about it. Yeah, a
1: lot of people think it was. They say it was like a a big budget movie that shouldn't have happened, and whatever. But you know, it's fine. It's great. I've seen way worse. There's way worse movies out there. But I'm just saying, it's good. And thank you for um, suggesting it, buddy. That's really great.
0: Yeah, of course. I, I will do all kinds of weird shit. I'll suggest all kinds of weird things for sure. Yeah,
1: but this is our thing. We're trying to suggest like not just like. Weird horror shit, but just kind of like weird shit in general, you know, not like, yeah, not super duper weird. We're trying to stay, you know, in the same realm of it, but you know, we promised you sci fi, cult, and horror. So, yeah, Here we go. This is uh, definitely cult. This is definitely a cult following.
0: Maybe, uh, the next one I'll pick will be Pink Flamingo since it's going to be released on Criterion.
1: Oh man, I gotta watch that movie again. Fuck.
0: <laughs> maybe I won't then. No, Sorry.
1: it's fine. I'll, uh, it's. It's about time for a rewatch. You know, I was like watching, I was like eating Chinese food the first time I watched that movie, which is a bad, a bad thing to do. It's so,
0: yeah. I love
1: John Waters. To death. It was the the first time seeing that. You should not be eating Chinese. No. Especially like in certain. Thanks everybody for listening.
0: Yeah, we, uh, don't forget we have t-shirts for sale now uh, through House of Rodan. It's on our Instagram. Yeah, link is in the bio. Check us out on Twitter give us some reviews give us some comments tell us what's up tell us how much we suck tell us how much you love us Yeah, give
1: us some feedback give us something give us a star give us a comment give us a thumbs up or a poke or whatever the fuck or
0: you know finger bang a a duck
1: penis let us know let us know we're affecting you either positively or negatively we can see you out there (laughs) we see the numbers we know you be we know y'all be creepy eat claw duck